Hi, this is Pastor Tim, and I'm always encouraged to hear what God is doing in your life. Now, if you have a story or a testimony to share regarding a miracle, please let me know at story at citylifefw.org. That's story at citylifefw.org. Hey, I'm looking forward to hearing your personal story soon. Welcome to the City Life Podcast. We're all about making Jesus known. We pray these messages will help equip you to become a follower of Jesus, who is empowered to influence and shape culture. Enjoy the message. I want you to say the word overflow. Will you say that? Come on, say overflow. Overflow. Over. I'm talking about overflow tonight. Why? It's because overflow brings breakthrough. As I was preparing my heart for this, I mean, God, God dropped that word overflow into my heart about six months ago prior to tonight. And, uh, and I, I just began to meditate on it. And I went through the scriptures. I found every word, that even, every scripture that even had the word overflow in it. And I just started doing all my studying like I would normally do. And then the Holy Spirit said, it's, it, you know, you're focusing on the overflow. And that's, that's right. But the overflow brings something. I said, okay, God, well, what is that? What is that? But the overflow brings breakthrough. Because what so many of you here tonight need is a breakthrough. It's a breakthrough. As I was researching this, I found that our theme verse for our church, our theme verse for this year, which is John 10.10, I found it in one version, in the Passion Version. It uses that term overflow, and I just got so excited. I said, that's my confirmation right there. I want to read to you what it says in John 10, 10. It says, the thief, that's the devil. He has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I, Jesus, have come to give you everything in abundance. More (laughs) than you expect. And more is my word for this year, too. So I got really excited about this. More than you expect. Life in the fullness until you overflow. That is God's word for you today, today, right now. Some of you haven't, you haven't hit that breakthrough yet. But I want to tell you something. God is speaking. God is pouring out his spirit. God is breaking strongholds. God is healing. God is bringing breakthrough. Tonight I'm going to talk about tapping into that. So get your Bibles open to the book of 2 Samuel, chapter 5, verse 17. I'm going to read from there in just a few minutes. 2 Samuel 5, 17. Hold your place there. Breakthrough. Breakthrough. I, I, I love that word. Don't you just love it? I love it. Just, just the thought of it. Just the, just the image of it. What, what is breakthrough? But, but really, for many of you, you're saying it's more than what is breakthrough. Where is the breakthrough that, that I felt was coming? Some of you have been waiting for a break, breakthrough. Some of you have just been, you've, you've been believing for it and, or maybe expecting, you've heard and you've had some expectation in your heart, but I believe tonight there's this atmosphere of breakthrough for us. See, a breakthrough occurs abundantly wherever there is overflow. Wherever there's overflow, there's going to be breakthrough. It's it's like being in the position. It's being kind of like in the attitude of being a recipient of the blessing of God. 
See, breakthrough happens in the overflow. That's where it happens. Breakthrough happens in the overflow. So I'm going to focus on the overflow. I'm talking a lot about breakthrough, but I'm going to focus on the overflow. Here in a few weeks, Christmas will be here. Can you believe it? Like the weather today just all of a sudden kind of got us a little bit into that festive mood. And it just, it's, it just feels kind of like Christmassy. Of course, in a, in a week or so, it'll be back in the 80s, but that, that's fine. But, but it's, it's kind of, kind of cool. Uh, this, this cold weather's, weather's coming really early this year for us Texans. And for those of you who may be from up north, you've been waiting for it to come. Well, it's here for a few days, and it's going to go away just to let you know. The Christmas morning is going to come. And I love Christmas morning because around our house, there's this atmosphere that happens. And it's always been there. We, we celebrated it on Christmas Eve when I was a kid growing up. And, and now it's, it's Christmas morning. But, but you know, there's, there's this, what you've done when you gather around the Christmas tree, which is our tradition, is, is you, you've brought gifts and you know you're going to receive gifts. And Christmas morning is, is where the overflow is about to happen because you've prepped for it, your heart is ready for it, you've already sown into it, and you're about ready to experience all of it. Because around our house, the way it is, in fact, the way it was ever since I can remember, is it was a time of singing. I remember when mom would pull, pull you know, get the piano and get on there, and she would sing, and she would play Joy to the World, and Away in a Manger. We'd all get around the piano, and we'd sing those Christmas carols. I love that. I love that. We don't have that 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 in our house but we were playing some christmas music and we're definitely singing but that's the attitude uh, they're singing around the christmas tree there's joy there's just there's just joy and, and there's gratitude like if someone, someone gets a gift it's like thank you those words thank you go over and over and over right right you just you hear thank you constantly uh, th- th- there's excitement there's merriment it's it's hard to be sad and 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 down when you're around the christmas tree I remember even during one of our darkest times when we, we had just we had faced just a horrible, horrible year and, and I didn't even want to have a Christmas tree. And I think it was like like the day two days before Christmas, Rebecca said, Please just get us a little Christmas tree and and so I went and got just a, a tiny little tree. It was like the last one at Walmart or something, and it was it was five dollars. It was on sale. That's that's all all we could afford. And I got a little strand of thirty-five lights and we put it on the tree and, and had some gifts and we just put them into big trash bags and that, that was that was the way it was. It was a it was a tough year. It was a tough Christmas back in Christmas of two thousand eight, ten years ago, and uh, we put those gifts around. But all of a sudden, as soon as we started doing that, it was that atmosphere again. It was that atmosphere again of merriment and joy, just family fun. But see, that is actually very similar to the position that we need to be in. To experience overflow. You see, this, it's, it's this position, it's this attitude of being a recipient of God's overflow. But, 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 but what we have to do, it's a little different than preparing for Christmas, uh, you know, getting ready to create that atmosphere in us. There are some basic things we need to be doing. Here's what I encourage you to do. I, I, they're, they're, I, I wrote out nine different things we need to be doing, and I hope you catch them during this message. But the first one is this. You need to be filling yourself with God's word. When you fill yourself with God's word, you are constantly 
God is constantly speaking to you. You might say, God's not speaking to you. Oh, yes, he is. Fill yourself with God's word. A second thing to do is to be in church. Just be in church. Don't neglect it. Don't say you're too tired. Don't, you know, I, I, was, I was just really impressed because, because someone was here last Sunday had just run a marathon in the morning and then showered, thank God, and, and showed up to church. And, and I was like, you, you, you ran a marathon. And so he's like, yeah, and then I'm going to go home and crash after church. But, but you see, that's it. That's being in that atmosphere. You're setting yourself up for overflow. A third one is prayer, being a person of prayer. Prayer is very simple. It's talking to God. You can do it in your car. You can do it in the office. You can do it when you're walking down the street. You can do it when you're playing with your dogs. You know, you can do it all the time. Another one is worship. Worship is just simply telling God you love him. God, I love you. God, I praise you. There's worship that's corporate worship like we're doing tonight. There's private worship. Worship constantly. Another one, another one is receiving prayer. That's the fifth one, receiving prayer. Just like what what Rebecca did for me. She prayed for me. I received a prayer. Uh, you've been prayed over tonight two or three times that you receive. If you're, if you're in this attitude of receiving that prayer, that something begins to happen. Like one of the things we do on Sundays uh, during the worship is we have, we have uh, our prayer team, which is always here ready to pray for people. And when, you, when that prayer opportunity comes, I mean, just hightail it over there and receive prayer. Sometimes I just go over there like, I don't even know what I need prayer for, but I'm going to get some prayer because I, you know, I just want some prayer. And, and that, that's, that's wonderful because that's one of those keys of setting yourself up in that position to be in the overflow. Another is tithing. I shared about that this morning. Malachi 3.10 actually said that God opens the windows of heaven over you. Talk about overflow. Another is, is seeking and receiving Holy Spirit infilling, to be full of the Spirit of God. That is something that's, that's, that's critical to operating in the overflow, is ask God, God, fill me up. God, I just don't want a small dose of you. I want to be full of your Spirit. Uh, another is, is serving the poor. This is the, this is the eighth one, serving the poor and the marginalized. When you do that, when you do that, you are beginning to operate in the overflow. And, the, and another one, the ninth one, is praying in your spiritual language. Doing those things will cause you to operate in this overflow. You are setting yourself up for the breakthrough. You see, because everything that I just mentioned, those nine things, they will fill you up. And then you're going to be positioned just like you will be positioned on, on, the, on Christmas morning around the tree to be a recipient of all that goodness. You are setting yourself to be a recipient of all of God's overflow. And here's the deal. You want a breakthrough, don't you? But you need to focus on the overflow. And when you focus on the overflow, your breakthrough is on its way. In fact, worship is a huge one. It's a huge one. Again, private worship and corporate worship. And we worship God because he has already poured so much out on us. It's kind of interesting how the worship works is we worship God and we just say, thank you, God, for saving me, for rescuing me. Maybe you thank God for a miracle or thank God for something he did 20 years ago or thank Jesus for dying on the cross for you. But we thank God. And when we do that, there is this outpouring that pours back on us and we become like recipients of more of God's blessing, more of God's spirit. And then you begin to fill up and then you begin to overflow even with more worship. It's this reciprocal action here. That's why worship is critical. People who are not worshipers will find themselves continually struggling and continually dry. 
You know, King David, he said it well. He said, I overflow with praise when I come before you, God, for the anointing of your presence satisfies. That anointing, that word anointing is key there because the anointing of his presence satisfies me like nothing else. You know, when, we, when, we, the, the, when they would say that word anointing, it was actually a picture of a huge, giant flask of oil just being dumped on a person's head and going all over them. It's saturated. Sometimes in our traditions, we will anoint with oil. That means you get a little tiny dab on your on the end of your finger, just a teeny tiny little dab, and you go blink. You know that? Well, the, you know that's fine. That's fine. But but the tradition that was happening at that time was being drenched in oil, which represents the Holy Spirit. So he says, the anointing of your presence satisfies me like nothing else. He says, you are such. God, you are such a rich banquet of pleasure to my soul. See, that right there is sitting around the Christmas tree on Christmas morning. That's that being in that position where blessings are flowing to you and blessings are flowing from you because overflow brings the breakthrough. I'll say it again. Overflow brings the breakthrough. And what's the result of when, when you get overflow and even when you get breakthrough? Well, when you get breakthrough and overflow, the other things are going to start flowing out of you. And that's going to be more love. You're going to have more compassion. And you're going you're gonna to be a person of justice for the needy. You're going to be a person of mercy. You're going to be a person of even more worship. Solomon, David's son, he said this. He said, every dimension of your life will overflow with blessings from an uncontainable source of inner joy. What happens is God's spirit begins to well up inside of you, and then it begins to flow out of you, and that's part of what happens with overflow. So the blessing of overflow is not just for you. It is for the people around you, actually even more than you. It's awesome. And, and, and the cool deal is, as God pours into you, when the overflow begins to happen, when you begin filling yourself up and you allow God to fill you up, this, this, this overflow, his pouring in, it actually displaces the ugliness. Uh, whatever's rancid, whatever's rotten. And, and then whenever you bump into somebody and you're overflowing with God, you're going to, they're going to get a dose of God. Now, now, uh, the other day, I found something in, in my car, and, and it, was, it, was a little, it was a little thing that I'd had like a sports drink in, and I had forgotten about it. Have you ever done anything like that? And I had forgotten about it, and, and it, I pulled it out, and I'm like, oh, you know, chunky. This is not the way it's supposed to look. And, and, and so, so the first thing I did is, of course, I, you know, I, I took it, and I dumped it out, and I cleaned, cleaned it and all that. But, but one thing I didn't want to do was to have the lid off that thing and bump into somebody. Because if I bumped into somebody, that would be bad. But some of us, when we're not operating in overflow, that rancidness is there. And someone comes across your path and throws you off your game. What begins to flow over the brim? Well, see, we don't want that. None of us want that. But it happens to us. See, if, if you've been stagnant, if you've not allowed yourself to be poured into by God, then what's inside begins to become nasty, and, and, and honestly, it can even begin to happen overnight. 
That's why this is a daily thing. This is not just something, well, I'm going to come to church today, and I'm going to get this overflow, and then I'm set for the rest of the year. I, I'm telling you, you're set for now, but, but you got to continue to do those things to, to, to operate in that overflow. I, I mean, I have to every day, because if I don't, it's going to happen to me. I mean, there's going to be something ugly, and, 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 and it's, it's just, I, I don't want that. If I'm not staying full, bam, you know what I mean, some unwholesomeness is going to come flowing out. I don't like that because I sat too long without any refreshing and it can simply even be overnight. My wife and I, we bought our first home uh, back in, oh, it would have been 1991, I believe, or 1990, 1991. Remember that house on Jones Street? They called them cottages. They were really tiny houses, less than 1,000 square feet. And, and, uh, and our house had two bedrooms and, and one little tiny bathroom. Uh, but it had a garage. We're kind of excited about that. But this is our first house. But, but we couldn't afford, like, like the, the regular ones that were being sold. But, but, but our friend, a realtor, found one. She said, well, this one is, is a HUD repo. Now, please understand, back in those old days, that was, that was a long time ago, uh, when, when, the, when they did the repos, uh, there, were, there was like no inspection on the house. There was nothing. You buy it, you bid on it, and you buy it as is. And when you get it, then you get to open up the doors and go, okay, let's see what's going to happen here. And you know, the house had been kind of run through with kids and everything. It was, it was a disaster. It really, really was. But we were happy. It was our first house. You know, you guys know what that first house, you own your first house. Like, yeah, I, I don't care if it's not perfect. And friends are going to come over and help us get it painted, and we're going to get new carpet in there and everything. And we got in there that first day. I couldn't wait to get started. I was going to start cleaning and scrubbing up some of the grime and the junk that was there. So I, the electricity was on. We got the AC on. I was like, that's the first thing. Yes, thank you, Jesus. The AC works. You know, we're Texans here. And the AC is pumping. And then I go over, like, let's get some hot water in here. And I go into the kitchen sink, and I turn on the hot water, and I let it begin to flow. And all of us, I let it flow, and I walked away, and all of a sudden the house began filling up with the most horrible, uh, toxic sulfur smell. It freaked me out. I was like, Rebecca, get out of the house. There's like, there's, there's like crazy chemicals here. I don't know what's going on. And it was just, and I went in there and op- we opened the doors. I went over there to, the, to that area and I held my breath and it was coming out of the water faucet. The hot water I found out later because, you know, I don't know anything. I don't know. I'm just a brand new homeowner. I don't know these things, but, but, the water had been sitting in this hot water heater for a few years, okay? Oh, yeah. It had a lot of ugly in it. And it was so terrible. I called a friend like, what do I do? What do I do? And, and it was a plumber friend of mine. He just said, well, you just attach a hose to it and drain it. Well, how do you do that? I was so, so worried. But you see, we were so excited at that moment, but then there was something rancid that was right there. You don't want that to be you. I don't want that to be me. It was once full. It was once overflowing. Now what was inside was stagnant. 
Uh, we, we had to do it, but the way to get rid of that is you attach a hose to the bottom of it. And I know, of course, I clean my water heaters out now, and so I, I know that I have to do this. And you attach a hose to the bottom, and you turn off the element, and then you just you, you let it drain. And what happens is new water comes into the top, and it pushes out all that, all that ugly old water, and you just, you just keep it draining and draining and draining. They said just let it drain, let it drain for hours, you know. And then because all that inside of there is going to be kind of yuck, you know, you got to get it going. You certainly don't want to drink the hot water for a while after that anyway uh and i wouldn't do that but but the nice thing is is that the fresh new water flushed out the old and the next day we could turn on the hot water and the stench was gone you see when you're operating in overflow the purity that comes in through those nine things that are listed it displaces the crud in you until everything that begins flowing out of you now is sweet. So that when you have, you are, when you're operating in overflow and someone comes and bumps into you, someone comes and, and, and crosses your path, well, you know what's going to bounce out of you? A lot of joy, some peace, some encouragement, some life. Do you want that? Someone cuts you off in traffic. Like, you know what? They're having a bad day. <laughs> Would you love that? See, because you're full and you're overflowing. But what happens is when you get into this place, now you are set up for your breakthrough. Because breakthrough happens in the overflow. Breakthrough happens because of this pressure and intensity that's been happening and it begins to overflow. It's almost like a dam that breaks and every blessing that's been held back, it begins to now surge into your life. Not just into your life, but through your life and toward other people. But overflow is a daily decision. It's a daily decision to fill yourself with God's word. Second, be in church and worship and get into the preaching and the fellowship. The third is to be praying. The fourth is to be worshiping. The fifth is to be receiving prayer. The sixth is to be tithing. The seventh is to be seeking the infilling of the Holy Spirit. The eighth is to be serving the poor and the marginalized. And number nine is to be praying in your spiritual language. Don't give in to the daily crud of life. It hits all of us. We live in a toxic world. Worry, stress, oppression, pain, hatred, selfishness. And and that stuff, when it begins to build up inside of us, when that becomes our way of life, we can immediately become toxic. Immediately become toxic. Well, it might take a while. Actually, it doesn't take a while. It can be rather quick. Um, Think about it. If I were to have this picture of the most expensive bottled water freshly poured out of this pitcher, and then I take a little dropper, and I get just just one little dropper of raw sewage and drop it into there, you're going to touch it, right? I don't care if you paid $90 a bottle for that water. You're not going to touch it. That's why we got to make the daily decision to be operating in the overflow. It keeps it flushed out. Focus on the overflow because when you do that, your breakthrough is on its way. (laughs) You know, Paul said it this way. He said, may every one of you overflow with the grace and the favor of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Some of you, you've made some progress and you've knocked down some walls and some barriers. Some of you, you've made huge progress over the past six, eight months, or maybe even the past month, and you're moving forward, you're surging forward, and you're, you're kind of like operating, you're moving into this new level. In fact, you may even feel there's a new anointing in your life. There's like, there's just this new saturation of God in your life, and you're beginning to walk in that. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about because that's where you are right now. But at the same time, all hell is now breaking loose against you, and you're going, wait, wait, what did I do wrong? Well, first of all, we need to stop asking ourselves what we did wrong when hell breaks out against us. I'll say that again. We need to stop asking ourselves, what did I do wrong when hell breaks out against you? Because that is the wrong way to look at all of it. You see, when you begin operating in new things, the enemy doesn't like that. He doesn't want that. He doesn't want that for our church. He doesn't want that for our city. And he doesn't want that for your family. And he surely doesn't want that for you. And hell, hell just begins to break loose against you, but you're dealing with this whole new level of warfare. What do you do? Well, there's good news. Now we're going to take a look in 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 17. Open it up, look at it, because here we see this interesting passage of Scripture about David. Now, if you guys are familiar with the Scriptures, you may know that David was anointed as king of Israel by the prophet Samuel uh, out, at, out at Jesse's house, his dad's house. But then after he finished, he went back out to the field and continued taking care of sheep. He didn't sit on a throne for years and years and years afterwards. But that was God's way of saying, my my spirit is on you. Well, later on, David had been formally in front of people in public anointed as the new king of Israel. Now, this is something that hits the news. Everybody's tweeting about it. You know, it's all over Facebook. It's all over everywhere. There's a new king in Israel. He has just been anointed. And when this anointing ceremony happened, they would have taken, the prophet would have taken, again, a huge, huge flask of oil. And he would have poured it onto the king's head. And this oil would have saturated his hair, run down on his beard, covered his clothes, and goes all the way down to his feet. He would have been drenched, Okay. That's the image. That's the picture. That's what this anointing is, the anointing right there. That is even a saturation. That is, uh, that's part of the overflow. It's like this just overflow of blessing of God. Now, with that in mind, let's take a look at this. 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 17, it says, When the Philistines heard, now the Philistines here, they represent hell. Now, let's just say the Philistines represent all hell, okay? When the Philistines, when hell heard that David had been anointed king over Israel, they went up in full force to search for him. Now, the Philistines were the enemies of Israel. And all of a sudden, they're saying, hey, wait, there's this new king who's been elevated. He's drenched in, in, this, in this anointing, and, and he has this overflow, in a sense, upon him. So they go, they're, they're going to go after him. It says, but David heard about it, and he went down to the stronghold. So in other words, he went to a safe place. He went to the stronghold, but that stronghold also represents the presence of God. So what he did is when you know, things are getting tough, all of a sudden he's in this new overflow. He's looking good. He's got the crown on his head. He's the ruler, but all of a sudden he hears about this, and he has to go to the stronghold, and that's where we have to go to. And it doesn't matter. You may have hit all kinds of new highs, and yeah, rejoice. Yes, be glad. But when, when hell starts to break out loose against you, you go to that stronghold. And it says, now the Philistines had come out, the devil, hell, had come out and spread out in the valley of Rephaim. 
And David inquired of the Lord. He was there in the stronghold. He inquired of the Lord, shall I go out and attack the devil? Will you deliver them into my hands? And the Lord answered him. Okay, this is part of experiencing the overflow. This is how breakthrough happens. You see, he didn't, he, he ran to the stronghold. In other words, he ran to God. He began praying to God. David was a man of worship, all right? So all of this stuff, he's continuing to allow this overflow of God, this flow of God to pour into him and through him. And so here's what's happened. It says, the Lord answered him, and God said, go, I will surely deliver hell, the, the devil, the Philistines, into your hands. So David went to Baal, Parazim. Parazim. Say Parazim. Say Parazim. You have now spoken in Hebrew. Are you impressed with yourselves? Some of you who didn't say it, then you're thinking, I'm so sorry that I didn't say that. <laughs> say it one more time. Parazim. Say it with me. Parazim. All right, good now. You know what that means? Perez, Perezim, that means breakthrough. He, that means breakthrough. So David, operating in the overflow, now goes to the place of Perezim, which is the place of, let's just say it in English, breakthrough, all right? And he said, as waters break out, and some of your versions may say breakthrough, okay? I don't know what your version says, but, but the words breakout and breakthrough are in, are in there. And, and actually, he would have been saying this in the Hebrew. He says, as the waters break out, uh, parazim, or he would have said, he would have said parets, okay? That, that's probably what he would have said there in the Hebrew language. As waters break out or break through, the Lord has now broken out. The Lord has now broken through before me. He's broken through my enemies before me. So that place was called Baal Perazim, which is the place of breakthrough. The place of breakthrough is the place God wants to take you to. When you're operating in the overflow and you're doing those things that I'm telling you about, you're consistent with it. And you're not allowing the stagnation to, to, to grow in you like in that old nasty water heater at 424 Jones in Cedar Hill, Texas. I'm telling you guys, there's just going to be this overflow of God that's going to be coming out of you purity and goodness. And you're going to be able to go to that place of breakthrough and deal with the enemy who's been trying to beat you up and trying to beat your family up. You need to get sick of the enemy and go to the stronghold, hear from God, and get that word from God. And I love it because that next verse now says, the Philistines abandoned their idols there. So David and his men carried them off. Like, hey, like free stuff. Uh, those, those idols, you know, they weren't going to worship those idols, but you know, those idols probably had some nice jewels and gold on them. And, 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 and the Philistines, they took off because they're realizing, hey, their power doesn't work here. And so then they got all this plunder. It's like, hey, we got some cool stuff. You know, we can take and hammer this stuff out and, and make jewelry for our family. Who knows? Who knows? But see, what David is experiencing here, he's, he's talking about the Lord's breakthrough, and he describes it as this robust flow of waters like a flood that's breaking down resistance that's coming from the enemy, and that's what God wants to do through you. The breakthrough happens through the overflow. And you not, you've got to, though, stay flooded with the presence of God so that his waters will do the breakthrough for you. If you're not full of the presence of God, you might wonder, where's that breakthrough? My question is not anymore, where's that breakthrough? My question is, am I focusing on the overflow? Because if I focus on the overflow, the breakthrough is inevitable because breakthrough happens in 
the overflow. David, he was a man of overflow. He lived this all of his life. There, was, there were times in his life when he wasn't operating in overflow, when he was just kind of sitting back. And, and you, you, there's that whole story of when he had that affair with Bathsheba, the, the neighbor lady, you know, and then killed her husband. Now, you don't know about that. That's all in the Bible, all right? He wasn't in the overflow that day, okay? You guys get that? He wasn't having no breakthroughs that day. He had a breakdown. And that's what happens when you're not in the overflow. But he, he learned this, and he learned to stay in the overflow through his life. In fact, he wrote this in Psalm 92, verse 14. He says, he says, for in your presence, they will still overflow and be anointed, even in old age. Hey, this is good news. It don't matter how old you get. You can still be fresh. It says, even in their old age, they will stay fresh, bearing luscious fruit and abiding faithfully. See, breakthrough is an integral part of this overflow. So how do you have a consistent, nonstop flow of God's presence that keeps that happening in your life? Basically, it just comes back to this plan of consistent commitment to the Lord. It's being a disciple of Jesus. But you know what? There's a word that comes from disciple, and it's called discipline. The word discipline in our society, we tend to think of it as a negative thing because you're going to have to discipline a kid or you're going to get disciplined because you broke a law or you, you messed up. So, but, but, but you know what the truth is, is that discipline is not primarily a negative term. The true meaning of it means that you are a disciple. It means that you're always learning. You're always growing. You're always increasing. You're never satisfied with where you are. That is the key to overflow, my friend. And that, is, therefore, is the key to your breakthrough. See, the beginning of overflow is where we begin to open up our spirit. And then, then all these spiritual blockages are knocked out. And that is central to the flow of the Holy Spirit working in your life. So here's my encouragement today. Focus on the overflow. Because your breakthrough is on its way. How are you going to do it? Keep yourself filled with God's word. Second, you're going to be in church. You're going to be worshiping, hearing the preaching and the fellowship. Third, you're going to keep praying. Keep the praying going. And then the fourth thing you're going to do is worship. Be a worshiper. Be worshiping. The fifth one is you're going to be receiving prayer. Let other people pray for you. Ask other people to pray for you. Be a tither. Seek the infilling of the Holy Spirit and serve the poor and the marginalized and pray in your spiritual language. My friend, you do that, overflow will be happening in your life. And the breakthrough that you've been wanting, that you've been praying for, it's imminent. It's imminent. It's imminent. God has just been waiting for you to indulge in him. He's been waiting. My challenge to you today, are you going to do it? All that stuff is really very, very simple when you look at it. Paul says this in 2 Corinthians 9 band team come on up he says yes god is more than ready look at this to overwhelm you with every form of grace so that you will have more than enough of everything you see that more than enough of everything every moment and in every way he will make you overflow with abundance in every good thing you do You're not only being blessed, but you are now a blessing to others. You're the instrument of God. That, my friend, is God's will. That is God's plan. And your breakthrough is right ahead. Today, 
you know what? Some of you have needed, you're, you're needing that breakthrough. Others of you, you know, they're, they're, I don't even know what your breakthrough is, but, but you need to identify it. What is that breakthrough that you need? Identify it, and you begin to ask God for it. What is it? What is it? Is it physical? Is it emotional? Is it relational? Is it financial? You know, what is that breakthrough that you need? Is it spiritual in nature? What is the breakthrough that you need? Is it occupational? But you need to begin to stand up and say, I am going to, God, I'm asking you for this, boldly asking you for this, and then begin to indulge in the overflow and watch what happens because the pressure is going to build up and God's power is going to create that breakthrough that you've been praying for. That's what you want, right? I'd like for us just to, everyone in this room, I'd like for you just to humble yourself before God Instead of being standing up and saying, God, I, I expect you to do this for me right now. You can say, God, just here's what I need. And God, I just want you. I want an overflow of your presence in my life. And God, I'm, gonna, I'm going to commit to doing those things. I want to do those things. I want to do that. I want that to be part of my life. I want to operate in the overflow. I want, I want the gunk. I want the, the, that, that, that rancid stuff to be gone. And I thank you, God, that when that happens, the breakthrough happens. The truth is, every one of us could respond to this and say, yeah, God, I want more of you. Today's prayer, today's closing, as I wrap up my message time and as we move into a time of prayer, because I want to pray for you, is this. Do you simply want more of God? See, the overflow is saying, I just want more of God. That's it. I'm not satisfied with where I am. I want more of God. I want more of God. Would you stand, please, all across this room? Please stand. And as the worship team begins to sing, they're going to begin to sing. And as they begin to sing, I'm going to ask you, if you're wanting simply more of God, it's a very simple, very, very simple response. I'm asking you to get out of your seat and move to the front. Move your feet. Put some feet to your faith and cram right in here to the front because I want to touch you. I want to pray for you. And as we begin singing, as we begin singing, I want you to receive that. I want you to expect that, that your breakthrough is on the way. But you're not just pushing for the breakthrough. You're asking God to pour in to you. Is that what you want? If it is, then let's receive that now. Come on, guys. I want you guys to begin to sing now. As they sing, as soon as they sing that first word, I want you guys to move out of your seats, move to the front. Come on, let's go. Will you just guys just lift your hands to the Lord if you feel comfortable doing so. Come on, just lift your hands up to the God. God, I pray, Lord, that you will see these hands that are lifted to you. They're hands of surrender. God, it's where we're giving up power. and We're saying, God, just pour into us. God, we need you. God, we're not going to lean on our own selves anymore, God, but we want you. We want the fullness of your power. And God, I pray that you, pray that you will just flush out any of that rancidness. You'll flush out any of that, that bacteria stuff that's, that's just infecting our lives, God, that spiritual bacteria. And God, that you will just fill us up with you and your presence. And God, and I pray, Lord, specifically for breakthroughs. Come on, church. I want you to begin to ask God for your breakthrough right now. Begin to ask God for it. God, I thank you, Lord, that in this house you're bringing deliverance. God, that you're bringing financial provision. God, I thank you, God, that there's breakthroughs of healing. There are breakthroughs, God, that, that are flowing this relationship. Breakthroughs are going to happen through, the, through this overflow, 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 overflow.
overflow, God, expansion. I see breakthroughs of expansion and growth, God. God, where there's been staleness, there's growth in Jesus' name. Breakthroughs of energy and vitality. Uh, breakthroughs of just fresh abundance coming out of lives, God. Fresh fruit being born in lives in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We thank you, God. Thank you, God. We thank you, God, that you're the God of the breakthrough. Come on, begin to thank him now. Thank him, thank him, thank him. Thank you, God, that you are the God of our breakthrough. You're the God of my breakthrough. Thank you, God. 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 And as Paul said, listen to this. God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form, every form of grace so that you will have more than enough of everything, every moment and in every way, God will make you overflow with abundance in every good thing you do. Let it be, let it be in Jesus name, in Jesus name, Jesus name. She guys to look up at me. The critical key here to, oh, to breakthrough is staying in the what? Did y'all catch that at all tonight? <laughs> yeah, you did. The critical key to breakthrough is staying in the overflow. You're in an atmosphere of overflow right now. I mean, you can just come in here and just, just, just like show up and you, you experience breakthrough yes. because you're in an atmosphere of corporate overflow. But when you leave... You got to make sure that it's you yourself that's experiencing overflow. You come back. That's why you come back to church. You can receive more of that. You can continue to get some of that corporate overflow. But you continue to stay in this and watch what God will do. Because some of your lives are about ready to change. There's about ready to be a 180 in some of your lives. Some of you, you're, you're heading this way, and there's the over, and, and the breakthrough that you're needing is a tiny adjustment, and bam, it's going to happen. But you've been wanting it to happen for a long time. For some of you, it's just going to be it's going to be the opposite. I want you to believe for it and expect it. Stay in the overflow, though. Stay in the overflow. Stay in the overflow. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's message. You know, City Life Church, we are all about developing followers of Jesus who influence and shape culture. And it's possible that you are even feeling a, a shift that is coming in your life or possibly deep down inside you feel called to something more. And City Life might be a part of that future. Let me tell you, Launch Sunday is the big event that's coming up, and it's happening on February 10th, 2019. And if you'd really like to be a part of what God is doing in downtown Fort Worth through City Life Church, I'm asking you to go and visit our website at citylifefw.org and click the Launch button. Uh, you could also just come and visit one of our services because I, I really believe the future is bright and it's limitless in potential. I want you to hear my vision. I want you to be a part of what God is doing at City Life and come and chat with me personally after one of the services.